Hey guys, three names, Podbean, Telestream for ScreenFlow, and Warby Parker, the glasses that I wear. Check them out, they're in the show notes. Hey everyone, this is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. Happy New Year, everyone. This is actually going to be the first episode of the new year that I am going to post. So, woohoo, Happy New Year. I, uh... I run into different things all the time online, especially, you know, being a podcaster, there's all kinds of apps out there. You guys know I recommend them, talk about them. Actually, Podbean's one of the sponsors of this podcast. Spreaker's cool. I use them all. But one of the things I've run into when teaching this class over at uh, the University of Missouri-St. Louis is that people want to get into podcasting, but not all of the time do they have the funds to get started. The microphones can be expensive. The mixers can be intimidating and push people off from it. And all of the stuff that you need, especially when you see a student walk into the audio lab and there's boom arms and microphones and professional-looking equipment, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, I didn't want to go into radio. That's kind of the impression that they get. So anytime I discover something that you can take audio, put it online, and get your thoughts and your message out into the world, I'm all over it. So I was actually on another audio app called Anchors. It's an app where you leave two-minute messages and people can respond to them. It's okay. It's cool. came out, I think, maybe a couple years ago. But I heard about another application called Bumpers, and someone had just discovered it, but it's not brand new. Today's guest, I've got Ian Onsby. He is the creator, founder of Bumpers. Ian's not one of these just typical startup guys that he just had a great idea, jumped out of college, and it's like, hey, let's give me some money, VCs. He's actually been around for a while. He started at Twitter in 2008, so he's been in the game since the game was starting to get good. So there's, there's no brand newish to Ian. He's, he knows what he's talking about. He's a software engineer, iOS developer, engineer, and of course, like I said, the co-founder of Bumpers. Ian, man, welcome to the show. Thank you. That's all correct. All that was fine. <laughs> awesome. So t- how, how did this idea come about? Yeah, I mean, kind of what you were talking about. Me and my friend used to make a, or had the idea of like, oh, we're funny, and so let's make a podcast. Um, and we would kind of record us just talking about what happened that month um, in tech because that was the industry we're in. And we'd edit it down to – we'd record an hour and we'd edit it down to five minutes um, of the good parts, right? Mm-hmm. And we published it and our friends liked it. It was you know not serial or anything, but it was good. And we enjoyed making it and we should have by all means should have continued doing it, but – we're kind of blown away by the initial startup cost, but, you know, whatever, we're able to do it. Um, and then the editing, which isn't a one-time cost, but, like, a constant cost, mm-hmm. uh, was so bad that we stopped doing it. <laughs> right. was a bummer and kind of showed me how broken the full ecosystem is from start to finish, right? Mm-hmm. Um so then, like, a couple years went by, and I was thinking about different things to work on. Um, I made an app called OneShot, which, like, lets you summarize articles on Twitter and, like, post this Twitter image of it. Right. Um, and so I was kind of playing around with stuff like that, and I realized that if you could make 
editing and producing like spoken audio or a podcast possible on the mobile phone, then you would open it up to a whole new group of people to create and you could start solving a lot of the problems with consumption that you get to solve from like centralized platforms. No, it's really interesting. I um, was playing around with it and I like the fact that everything is contained on the phone and guys mm-hmm. in the show notes, I'm going to put some screenshots so you can see some of the different you know aspects of it. And I'll probably do a video capture of me actually going through and creating the the bumper that I that I'll record. I'll just do a screen capture from my iPhone so you guys can see the actual yeah. process. Basically, what we decided, what we try, so we spent a lot of time trying to figure out like what is important in editing. And to be clear, this isn't like a full editing suite, but we were like, what is like important to the amateur, right? And the first thing is that like editing is important. You need to be able to like talk about whatever and take things out and take out ums and stuff like that. You like not editing is, you know, a much harder thing to record, uh, especially when it's just you to like sit down and be like, I'm going to record a perfect tight three minutes right now. Um, or it sounds a little bit like voicemail or kind of like some weird thing that isn't quite something you'd want to publish broadly. So what we did is we made, so it uses the first stage of speech to text actually to break up the recording around phrases. So you can tap to remove entire sentences or ums or breaths in between or whatever you want to do. And you can insert segue music and identify sections and you can kind of get out this really cool thing that sounds like you're made a real podcast kind of only with exploring with the app. No, it's really interesting. I was looking at some of the some of the aspects of it and what you could do with it, and if I can go full show with it. Uh, there are a couple apps out there that you can do that with, and in some of the questions that I initially asked Lena, I was like, well, is there a RSS feed? Yeah. And it's kind of hidden right now. I don't know. Are you guys... Re- it, yeah, it's hidden. We're adding... We'll continue adding show stuff, mm-hmm. which is more... We're never going to replace, like, Pro Tools microphone setup, but we're definitely adding more show things, which will let themselves be like, right now your profile has an RSS feed just by adding .rss. And that's more for like people wanting to subscribe to you with a podcatcher. And it's less for like you posting it on iTunes, but we're going to add a whole show thing, which will be a little more like the concept of a show, which will let you post to iTunes and stuff like that. Now, when people are creating their shows, when when they embed the show out, I noticed that it, it is native to Twitter, so it will play right in the Twitter feed. Does it also do that for Facebook? I believe it's I believe it does, right? It there's no Facebook audio player, so but it will like extend like look nice and uh then people can click through there's full embeds for like blogs and stuff like that we try to make it look as good as possible everywhere we can now i noticed that the 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 file format i think is m4a Mm -hmm. is there is the compression rate higher on that than on an mp3 file no it's just what the iphone records and we haven't yet gone through figuring out what's best in that. <laughs> right no i was just wondering because i'm like well, i wonder that pretty much plays everywhere uh, it i haven't play, had an it issue plays, with it. like except like firefox on linux or something there's like one thing that like three people have but they really get upset when it doesn't work for them but uh, <laughs> it mostly plays everywhere and it is pretty good and it's good compression uh but we can definitely there's definitely improvements we can make there the other cool thing though about bumpers that's been different from the like classical show stuff is like a significant amount of our creators post like more than twice a week 
Some of people like Jeff, who's it does a lot of sports content, will post like four or five a day, and so like it's kind of made much more for like these more frequent, shorter posts. We have like one guy from Haiti who's a DJ from Haiti, a radio DJ, and he'll do like he's an he's also kind of an activist, and so he'll do like in the field interviews and content like as he's out, you know, doing things in the streets. And so there's a lot of cool stuff like that that isn't quite in the same realm of, like, the studio day after analysis, but is uh, interesting as soon as you kind of, like, think of breaking podcasts out of that environment. Right. No, yeah, it's very interesting. It's um, it's not quite the live show, but it's live enough. Yeah, it's more – it's live-ish. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I did like that aspect of it. I'm like, wow, you know, you can record this, get it up and out pretty quickly yeah i mean like my thought about it has always been like there's a a part of serial serial is the most common example i use but there's a part of serial which is a podcast a true crime podcast right where they're trying to figure out if this guy is a murderer or not mm-hmm. um and they go and talk to the guy who they think did the crime and there's this episode where like 10 minutes of it is just them in the car ride back talking about like post talking to him and they're like wow like they've kind of set this guy up to be this whole thing and then they meet him and he's super nice and like you know they're like wow but was he weird about that and it's just like their post interview reaction right and it's great content it's like i would i love that part and i would love to hear like kind of the like more active updates of serial but instead what the only thing you can get right now is the six month later edited together for narrative. And so I think there's something interesting, though, in the, like, as it's happening, um, that's not replacing serial, you know, like, and isn't replacing the edited stuff, but is can live alongside it and be really exciting and interesting. Yeah, no, very much so. Yeah, I um, I like the aspect of it that I can just put out casual content. Mm-hmm. And if I want to put it somewhere else, I can. Yeah. So I experimented with pulling in the audio um, publishing it to my Podbean account and actually uploading that as a as a um, podcast to iTunes and it works. Yeah. I mean, it worked fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's just audio. If you want to extract it, you can do pretty much whatever yeah, you want totally. to with it. There's a there's one show I ran into a lady named June. I think yeah, Yard of Greatness. And I think it's I'm not sure what Yard of Greatness what that means. I'm I think it's something to do culturally with where she's from, but it's a really interesting show. Uh, that's kind of what got me into. I'm like, oh wow, this is kind of cool. And um, show yeah, yeah. 17 minutes. Yeah, 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 totally. That's long. Like most of them are like five to ten minutes. Right. Once you start getting up there, it starts to be. But yeah, that stuff's great, and it's really interesting. So I was going to ask you, what's the limit to a, a bumpers? There's no limit. I didn't think there was. Yeah, no, there's no limit. It's built. The product is built for this like more frequent, less produced content but you can like record and then record something else and like import those together Mm -hmm. um and so you can do kind of all that stuff and you can get up to one guy would record like his hour-long bike rides which was crazy to me but he did it and he would publish it and that's fine you know like we're happy to (laughs) do that and everything we test we test the client with like both long and short content to make sure it works for people who really want to go ham and like record long things we didn't want to put a limit because i think that like the limit actually should be the ratio. Like, uh, I think there's, you know, if you record 15 minutes, there's a good five minutes in that usually for mm-hmm. amateurs. Um, and like, so 30 minutes is like maybe 10 minutes or whatever. So really I, the first version of the app is interesting. The first version of the app had you selecting what you wanted to keep 
instead of selecting what you wanted to remove. Oh, interesting. Um, kind of with the idea of like over editing, which is what we want to enable people to do. It was like incredibly difficult to use and hostile to the user because people like don't think about it that way. But like that's still my ideal vision, right? It's like something that allows people to like over pull stuff out um, and post the like shortest possible version of a thing. Um, or like the tightest, best version of a thing. No, and that makes sense because I think that's what a lot of podcasters run into. They run into difficulties actually editing down shows to get to the good content. So you may find that a show is 30 minutes long, but you only really got something out of five minutes worth of content. Right, yeah. And especially I think especially I think that's comforting for amateurs who are like just doing it for the first time. Is like, oh, I can mess up and it's fine, you know, or oh, like, this doesn't need to be the tightest, you know, 10 minutes of possible. And instead, you can kind of, like, figure your way through it and then be like, oh, this was great. And, like, this end result is interesting and cool. Right. No, that's that's awesome. So you guys are pretty much still in startup mode, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've gone through one round of funding. I forget the name of the uh, company that yeah. yeah, we raised around uh, from Spark Capital and mm-hmm. found. Now, when do you guys go up for your next round of funding? Um, we'll probably start fundraising soon enough. The goal of the first round that was like a year ago now, over a year ago, mm-hmm. and the goal of that was really to uh, figure out if, like, we started that with really just a prototype of the creation experience, um, and we thought there was something interesting to this, like, shorter mobile audio stuff but we didn't know because no one was doing it really even if you look at like anchor which is kind of which is definitely in the same audio space but like their goal is a much more community oriented like conversational platform and so no one was really doing like this type of audio and so we wanted to see if people made it and if people were interested in creating and consuming it and so we kind of feel like we've gotten to the other side of that and so now the next phase is to really build out the platform and to build out like shows and stuff like that. And to really like give people ways of interacting with the audience and building an audience. Right. Yeah. That was going to be my next question is I noticed that right now you can't comment Mm -hmm. on the show. You can't leave. You really can't leave any kind of feedback. No, there's nothing right now. We're building comments right now. Actually. I think that's probably what we're going to do. We want to let people do that stuff. It was just like, you should have seen it a, two months ago when it was just a global feed of all the episodes published. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually uh, one of the guys who's like, yeah, it's changed a lot in the last couple months. Yeah, uh, yeah they're yeah. doing stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah let's we're, check it we're out. Focused on the creation tools, like we wanted to get that really right and really uh, get all the features to that that we thought were important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that we're going to more of the like consumption stuff, it's a lot more user facing the changes we're doing. So. Guys, what this what this really means is that if you're looking to get into podcasting and especially you want to do it and you're on the go, you want to do it from your phone, do a lot of field recording, there's some neat uh, hardware tools that you can use with your iPhone to turn it into a really decent field recorder. Yeah. Um, what, this is probably the network you should be on because these guys are in startup mode and things are changing. So early adopters, I think, on this platform are, are really going to um, to blossom because yeah, I think it's a good platform. It. I mean, like everything we do is based on what people want and need. Um, so really all the people – like we love people who are passionate and into it. Those are the same way we are. So Right now, I noticed you guys have sort of a pop culture push. Is there a reason for that? 
Yeah, I love pop culture. I think that like I think that the I think the current landscape of podcasting is defined by the requirements that are necessary to get involved. So like just the amount of investment and money and learning necessary, I think like means people who get into podcasting are often talking about business or tech or podcasting. Um, or true crime now is like a giant wave or they're in radio already. Right. And so they're doing a lot of the like news and politics, like a lot of the, a lot of the radio things, Mm -hmm. but pop culture and current events and storytelling is great content that I want to hear and people want to talk about, but I just don't think people do it right now in the podcast world because you're not going to go out and buy a whole recording studio to, you know, talk about like your reaction to this Golden Globes episode. (laughs) Right. You know, and so, but like people have interesting things to say and there's hilarious stories and stuff. And so I think that's like a real niche that we're especially interested in. The other is sports that's really been doing really well already because of just the free, like people do in locker room interviews with NBA stars. Um, Lakers Nation, who is great, will do like, pre-game post-game wrap-ups and so there's a lot of people doing stuff like that that's much more like timely and in the moment and that's great as well but i think pop culture is kind of also in that moment of like you want to talk about it and you want to hear about it right when it's happening or at least like right after and i think that there's also just a lot of people that are held back from doing it because of the current issues with podcasting yeah you know it's 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 interesting when you talk about it that way um when you look at the cost, I mean, you can get started fairly cheaply, but there's still an yeah. investment. Um, you know, you don't need a mixer. You can plug into um, directly into your computer with a USB microphone. But if you don't know how to do audio editing. On- and I mean, even then, that microphone is like $60, right? right. Yeah, and so then, you're talking about, right, 60 bucks. So, like, and- if you're like, oh, I have one thing to say. That's the other thing about bumpers that's different. It's like you can post one-offs. And, like, it's right. really built for that. Right. Um, we're adding the show stuff, but, right. And so, like, if you just have some a funny story about the Golden Globes, then you're not going to be like, oh, let me Amazon this microphone right now <laughs> for $60. And then, like set up on Podbean and like set up a whole show because i don't know if this is a whole show i'm just posting this thing so i think that there's like a really interesting space there no there is i i like what you guys are doing with it um i was just gonna say the cost of just editing yeah anywhere between 15 to 30 bucks an episode yeah you're talking about if you do four a month you're you're i mean it's expensive yeah, 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 totally. And it's just so much time. Like my in my research, it's like five minutes removed costs people basically an hour of edit time. You know, and so like, and that's insane. Like that's not something that like a normal person is going to want to do. <laughs> right. It's like really a labor of like I don't know. Would, I'm not trying. Like no, no, you're right? absolutely right. Podcasters absolutely love it. love it or hate it. Yeah, exactly. And so. And I love it too. And I'm not, you know, like I, and I think a lot of people love it, but like right now you need to really love it to spend the time to do it when there are some people who are just good at it and they should be doing it also. Or some people who like think it's cool, but don't want to, you know, like don't want to invest all the time and money into it. And I think, I think that content can be just as good as the content of the people who really love it and different and hit different markets and uh, be interesting. No, absolutely. So now where do you see podcasting going? in the next, I don't know, probably 18 to 24 months. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it could, I think it's sustainable right now. So I think it could stay as it is. I think there's a supply problem. Like we saw with cereal, 
that there is demand, right? Like we saw with Serial that like, you know, 50% of America is interested in listening to podcasts or is yeah. open to listening to podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's not a question of like, oh, well, people listen to audio. Like people listened to audio and enjoyed it and there was a national conversation about it. So I see that as like proof of there being demand, but yet like only, you know, 10, 20% of Americans listen to a, a podcast a month. So like what's the difference there? In that, like, what's where's that 30%, 40% going? And I think the answer is it's in supply. There's, like, a supply and discovery problem. So I think unless, like, someone solves those aspects, podcasting will stay in the world it is now, which is, like, a labor of love and kind of niche but interesting to people and people being open to it. But I think, like, the technology just needs to move forward. No, I, I totally agree with you. So... Of course, the the question that comes up when you start talking about podcasting as it currently is and that it will probably maintain that and as it becomes more popular, of course, the, the question that comes up and I get it all the time and it's one of the things podcasters worry about. How do I actually make money from this show? Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, like, and right now it's hard. And right now it's actually, like, bad for both parties, right? Because... You as an independent podcaster can't – it's very – you have to negotiate all your own deals basically or Pretty with much, a yeah. – right? Like that's how you do it? Yeah, absolutely. Or – and then the people you're negotiating with, you're often negotiating like hard – you're like – they'll size you up as a show and be like, okay, you get roughly this many listeners. So like you fall into this bucket that we pay for, Right. <laughs> right. And so then, like, so if you do an amazing, like, let's say, like, everyone loves bumpers, so this one gets, like, 10 million listens, those sponsors are still paying you the same amount for this episode that they would pay you for, you know, like, your standard episode. And so that's great for them, but sucks for you. And they can't find you. You have to go individually negotiate with them, which sucks for them. And if you're doing less than, like, your kind of average or whatever, they don't know, like, are these downloads? Are these listens? Like, you know, are these people actually skipping these ads or listening to these ads? Yeah. Um, and so they don't have the analytics. So, like, both parties don't have the information they want. And it's just impossible to do. So, like, it's a, it's, I think it's a major problem that is unsolvable in the current, like, RSS feed podcatcher world. Mm-hmm. Does Bumpers have a solution for that? Well, because we keep we try we let you put out content, but we try to keep all of our content in network. And so you could imagine right now there's like when you're editing, there's a button for uh, inserting a music segue. And you could just imagine a like sponsored segue that you as a creator can put into your bumper. We know when people listen to it and we can pay you for that. Oh, and wow. then we, we can do the negotiations and we can build the marketplace for the people and you can pick the ad you want or don't want, you know, like where you don't need to put in like cigarette ads. If you don't want them, you can pick like, oh, I like this song, this bump, this uh, promoted segue or whatever. And we know if someone listens to that, they listen to it for your show. Right. And your episode. And so like the rev share is very clear. And so I think there's like a very straightforward path forward there where even independent ones or people who are doing one-off episodes don't need to like negotiate an entire ad deal for their entire show. Oh, that is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think like the way we've seen, there's like an issue with social networks of not letting the, the people creating content get paid. 
And we saw this with Vine, right? Like Vine had this horrible creator churn where you'd go to Vine to get <laughs> yeah. famous and then you'd use that fame to go build a YouTube channel or something you can actually make money on, right? Right, right. And so people wouldn't stick around Vine. So the content was always different and new, which was kind of cool. But like you came here for these people, you wanted them to stick around. So unless you like provide the creators with an opportunity to make money, they're just going to go somewhere else. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you 100%, which is, I think, what Twitter is running into now. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a it's a major problem. And especially with something like podcasting, where you we're never going to be as easy as a tweet or like an Instagram, you know, like, even we can make it much, much easier. But like, audio making something like a episode of audio is going to always be like, more difficult than a photo. And so I think people should get paid for that. And like building in a way of people getting paid for that is doable. And there's also like, there's also like, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Like subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, Premium what's the, stuff the like that. Yeah. Patreon? There's also like a Patreon model and stuff like that, that we could do that people could do. Um, but we're very like, I think bumpers, the company can make money separately from the way that the creators make money through bumpers. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I think that's kind of the, that's kind of the, we're like very inspired by Snapchat in this way, right? We're like Snapchat, well, Snapchat doesn't really make money for creators, but they make money in many different ways, whether it's like through payments through the app or like ads or sponsored filters or buying filters. And so I think there's, if you are creating a creation tool and platform, you can make money by premium creation tools while still letting things like ads and subscriptions fall through to the actual content creators. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is brilliant. Does that make sense? No, it does. It makes perfect sense. And I'm trying to figure out why nobody else is doing it yet. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, unless if bump, if audio wasn't, if we were like Instagram where we were showing ads in between photos, mm-hmm. you know, then it would be really hard to be like, are are people seeing this ad because of you or are they seeing this ad because of the other person they follow? You know, like it's only because bumpers it's so attributable to the author that we could really do it. And you're already creating in platform. It's, which is much different from many other platforms. Yeah, no, it's totally different Uh, outside of uh, a couple other ones that are out there. Yeah. 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 yeah, There's people doing it and it's cool. And I think like, the phone has become the primary creation device. Like it used to be the computer, right? Like you'd create everything on the computer. And that was a shift in its own right of like creation going from like paper and, you know, real life into the computer. And now I think it's really the phone is the place that like the majority of people are creative on. And so I think there's a lot of cool opportunity there. Yeah, you know, what's what's funny about what you just said is I actually bought a Shure microphone, this little thing called MV88, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to go into the bottom of my iPhone, and mm-hmm. I have a Zoom H4n, a 200 and, at the time, $249 field recorder with two XLR inputs on the bottom, yep. uh, or three-quarter inch, or whatever you want to do, and yeah, two yeah. XY mics, and it's a full recording studio, and I use my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to necessarily take that thing with me when I jump on a plane. Yeah, so, and the iPhone has six microphones on it. Right. People don't realize how good the iPhone is at recording audio because you think of it as like a phone call quality. But when you take out the like need to send the audio over the internet and it's just straight recording, mm-hmm. it's actually incredibly good at recording audio. Yeah, I've noticed. 
Um, so it's actually like a full, I think like the microphone is kind of the neglected sensor of the phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it is amazing that the audio that you can get from an iPhone. Yeah. I, I don't think people realize exactly how much is going on there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because and Apple, so it can be like a full field recorder. Absolutely. Yeah. Apple does a poor job of explaining it. Yeah. Apple's not great at, Apple's not great at a lot of things. And that's definitely one of their problems is explaining <laughs> what they've got so with that are you an apple or android user i'm iphone user and we're actually ios only right now which is a major bummer um but i uh, so i'm ios at this moment okay are there are there plans to expand to uh, android or is it just going to be we would absolutely love to it costs money that we don't actively have right now so it's probably not on the plans immediately but a lot of people use Android, um, and it's a lot of the, you know, like a lot of great people who can create great content and are interested in it. So I wish I could snap my fingers and make an Android client, but unfortunately, it's just, it's just too expensive at this moment. But we will. In the next couple of years, we, in the next year, probably by the end of 2017, we'll probably have something. Well, you know, honestly, the iPhone right now is good, and people have iPads, so you can do it. Yeah, first on iPad, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Ian, this is this has been an interesting conversation. I've learned a lot about what you guys are doing. I think people are going to be thrilled to hear this interview. Um, I'm actually going to publish it on Bumpers as well. Oh, great. In addition to here, I, I've got to figure out the logistics with that, but we'll we'll make it happen. Nice. That's great. Um, anyone can email me ian at bumpers.fm if they have any questions or i'm here for everyone right that was just what i was going to say um best way to get in contact with you is ian at bumpers.fm yep. or on twitter yeah what's the best way on twitter at eno i-a-n-o are you guys on snapchat or instagram we are not but we're we should be that's a mistake on our part <laughs> oh yeah it's okay you know you know how it goes <laughs> we will be and we're gonna do instagram share soon which will be really cool very cool because i the um the twitter one is great the facebook one is great i was like oh man there needs to be an instagram one yeah yeah we're gonna do like a just a 60 second video type thing that shows the that plays the audio it's gonna be great it's gonna be really cool oh man i'm looking forward to that yeah well hey man i appreciate it appreciate you coming on the show thanks so much for your time and i'm looking forward to everything that bumpers is going to be bringing us in the near future yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, cool. All right, guys, that was pretty exciting. Did you guys get excited when we start talking about revenue and advertisers actually knowing who listened and how many people listened to the actual advertisement? Maybe if they even skip past it. There's some interesting things that Bumpers is talking about that Ian touched on with revenue and how you can make revenue as a podcaster and as a company, how they can make revenue without it depending on what you're doing and not having to negotiate your own deals. That's actually pretty cool. Of course, Podbean's got like a marketplace, but I think this is on a different level because there's direct measurement against what you're doing, and you can just stick the ad in there. You don't have to have a huge show. So you get whatever the rate is, you stick the ad in there, and you make a little bit of revenue for whatever it is that you're doing, which may drive more podcasters to do more shows, especially if you can do a show, get revenue from it, and you didn't really invest anything in equipment, so there's nothing that you're making up on the back end to try to make up for it. The only thing that it costs you is the time that it takes to produce the show. So really, really interesting disruption to 
what podcast currently is. And I do agree that in some aspects, podcasting is broken with the CPC, you know, um, cost per melee and all the stuff that goes around trying to get sponsorship. I think there's just some broken stuff there that doesn't really pay creators for what they're worth or for what that show is going to be worth in the future. So I don't know. I think that Bumpers is on to something really huge there, and I wonder if you guys agree. Definitely let me know in the comments. So moving on from Bumpers, wanted to let you guys know the interior design on the book is done. It is complete. I've signed off on it. I've approved it. The launch date is June 20th this year. I am super, super pumped about that, as you guys can tell. The cover wrap is being done. That's going to be done in about 12 weeks. And uh, then the book's going to be ready. I'm going to improve that as soon as I get the copy for it. Um, I'm super excited, man. This this has been a crazy journey, and I'm just looking to get this book in as many hands as possible. So you can do me a favor. If you have not pre-ordered, and I know some of you guys have, Brianna Smith, thank you so much. She went and ordered. She's awesome. Thank you, Brianna, for going out and ordering. She's not the only one. Um, Vashti Patrick ordered. There's a lot of people that have ordered. I'm probably going to start linking up people that have pre-ordered in the show notes and just giving them a shout-out on the website and a link back to their Twitter account or their website or something. I, I, I may even build a special page of everybody that's pre-ordered. We're going to make this a club, maybe even do a Facebook group. I don't know, but I'm super excited about the fact that people are buying the book, and I want to get this in the hands of people. By the way, if you do not like physical books, and I know some of you don't, I happen to love physical books, but you will get a free copy of the ebook version if you pre-order the hard copy. Give it away. You don't have to keep it. Take it to the library and donate it to the library. That way, they don't have to order it through WorldCat, and people are going to get the book. It's going to get in the hands of someone else, and that is the point. We're trying to spread the message I care about book sales. God, do I care about book sales. But I want to get this message out there. I think that I can help people find their voice through this book and through the stories that are shared in this book. And it took a lot to write. It took a lot of effort to write. I want to get this story out. This is not going to just sit on my shelf and sit in boxes in my garage. I want to get this book out. Hundreds of thousands of copies, if at all possible. It's not just a business book. This is, a, you know, it's about me. This is this is life stuff. This is finding your voice, mastering your message, getting out there, doing your thing. And I didn't realize it until writing this book, but I've been doing this my entire life. And I would wager that you probably have too and just don't know it. So think about that. I want to get this out into people's hands. I want kids to read this, teenagers to read this. I want to get this out there. So if you don't like physical books, order the book, take it to the library, donate it to them. It's only $12.95 and you'll get a free copy through Shelfie which is in the back of the book. Um, I saw that actually when I was pre-approving the interior design. All right, so Shelfie, you'll get your book. All you got to do is have your receipt and uh, some documentation from your pre-order on Amazon. You'll be able to get that, order the book, and then you're off to the races. Reading your ebook on whatever e-reader you have, whatever you do your thing on, and someone else can have the physical copy of the book. Do that for me. There's going to be a link up in the top right corner of the website, which is being redesigned. It'll be ready at some point in time. There's also, of course, a link in the show notes. So definitely check that out. Pre-order the book on Amazon. It is actually available in a few other places I'm going to link up to also in the show notes. 
I was trying to wait on the redesign page to come that would have several links to where you can pre-order it. If you're a Barnes & Noble person or a Books A Million person or a Goodreads or whatever else, it's in a ton of places right now for available for pre-order, and it's making its way out to other e-retailers. So I'm going to try to find everywhere it is and link those up in the show notes so you can pre-order it from wherever you want. But that deal with the free ebook is going to be in there, shelfy. So I'm not exactly sure how it all works just yet because I don't have the I, I don't have my copy yet. But it is there when you pre-order, you get a free ebook. So pre-order the book, you'll get the free ebook, give it away. That's what I'm asking you guys to do. Hit me up on Twitter at Ross PR or email me Vernon at VernonRoss.com. I'm looking forward to your emails. I'm also looking for guests. You want to be on the show? Hit me up an email. Let me know your story and we'll see if we can tell it on the podcast. All right, guys, we've got to go ahead and get out of here and I will definitely see you in the next episode.